Hello, Burlington. Welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, Vermont, where our goal is to reduce and eliminate fossil fuel usage and transition to net zero energy by 2030. In this podcast series, we share ways we can all reduce our energy usage in buildings and ground transportation, while BED sources our entire energy supply from renewables. Today, we're pleased to have Peggy O'Neill Vivanco, coordinator of the Vermont Clean Cities Coalition, with us to talk about electric lawn equipment, both commercial and residential, including things like leaf blowers, mowers, and weed whackers. Peggy has a wide breadth of knowledge in this space and has supported both the transition from internal combustion engine lawnmowers in the commercial sector, but knows a lot about the residential space as well. We're really happy to have Peggy here with us today. Peggy, you are here from the Vermont Clean Cities Coalition. Yes, I am. Um, Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So tell us, before we really get into the topic at hand, which is electric lawn equipment, tell us about your position um, for Vermont Clean Cities. So I am housed at UVM's Transportation Research Center, and uh, I think I'm the only outreach person in the entire um, center and in the entire College of Engineering. Uh, So what I do is I work out statewide um, and um, work on petroleum reduction. That's our kind of basic premise. Um, My funding, I'm fully grant funded, comes from the Department of Energy. And with the Department of Energy, there are about 800 clean cities coalitions across the United States. Great. And we're lucky to have you here at UVM. And here is a, a local expert, and a local expert most specifically on electric lawn equipment. Um, so Peggy, tell us first sort of about your connection to electric lawn equipment, and what, you know, I know you're passionate about it. Tell us why. Well, it was the first project I worked on when I took over um, as Clean Cities Coordinator in 2018. So I was working with um, Steve Weisbaum, who's now with Mo Electric, which is a great uh, resource for um, electric lawn equipment. And Steve and I were working with the National Renewable Energy Labs on getting the calculations for um, what the conversion to electric lawnmower from a gas-powered would be for greenhouse gas emission reductions. As a result, um, we got the data. Uh, Green Mountain Power was the first um, pilot incentive, and then BED um, launched their own incentive shortly after that. I'm not sure of the exact time. Uh, but the Vermont incentive is the first uh, incentive in the nation that's based on greenhouse gas emission reductions. Yeah, really exciting. So I know um, you're a, an electric lawn aficionado. For folks that have never tried, let's start with mm-hmm. residential, like mm-hmm. a residential electric mower. Once upon a time, there was a cord that you had to plug into an outside socket, and you had to be careful not to roll over it. <laughs> Tell us what it's like today for folks that haven't tried electric yet at home. It is super easy. It's um, I mean, low emissions. I mean, I think like what we were doing to our kids, I mean, probably us and like me included, you know, your parents would be like, go, go mow the lawn and you're, you're spewing, you know, this horrible stuff. These off-road equipment are not, um, they don't have the same standards as um, vehicles as far as emissions. They are horribly polluting. Um, 
you know, I can give you some kind of interesting data from the EPA on the commercial side, but but even even these um, you know little lawnmowers that we use now, we can have electric. There's a battery that you charge. Once that battery is charged, you put it in your mower and you're off. It is quiet and it is non-polluting. And there are so many different brands now. Um, I mean, I feel like every year there uh, there's another company who's realizing the benefits of introducing this technology in their line. That's really great. So you talk a lot about, about the co-benefits, noise, mm-hmm. GHG or greenhouse gases. And of course, from a Burlington perspective, we're really interested in net zero energy and tra- transitioning away from fossil fuels. So we often think about buildings and we think about transportation, but this is really a great way for someone to try electric, sort of begin to get on board to net zero energy. Um, you talk about lawnmower equipment as a gateway to net zero. Can you it, talk about that? It is. It is a gateway. Um, the Burlington Electric incentives are great for a push mower. It's um, a hundred dollar rebate, which is I. I you probably have the data on um, the uptake on on those incentives. So it just seems like, why would you not? Um, and again, because it's the kind of technology, electric technology, people are concerned about what the battery range is on an electric vehicle and what the cold weather climate will do. An electric mower, we're mowing when it's sunny, when it's warm, even in the fall when it's cool, running over um, some some leaves leave uh, detritus on the on the lawn. The mowers have the power to go through that, so it's an easy way to see. Oh, this works for me. I'm doing my part. Let me get an electric um, chainsaw. Let me get an electric weed whacker. Let me look at a leaf blower for those with larger lawns. So it really is then you just start stepping in to that technology with just pushing your lawnmower. Yeah, so it's a way for people to begin to get comfortable and sort of acclimate to this idea of electric. So thanks for mentioning the BED rebates. So we electric lawnmowers are sold at our hard, local hardware stores. Mm-hmm. And with that 100 bucks, we're talking nearly half the price is right. covered mm-hmm. by this the generous incentive. We didn't mention the 150 rebate for the leaf blower, nor the uh, the hundred for the weed whacker. So that's important for folks to know too. Um, so Peggy, you talk, you've helped us understand sort of residential electric mower use. I know that you also do work on commercial, and there's some big savings there: GHG savings, fossil fuel reduction savings. Can you talk a little bit about commercial? Yes, yes. The commercial ones are 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 just I think fantastic. Um, there was a Motor Week. Um, video of um, Parks and Rec using their mean green electric mower on the uh, waterfront. Uh, And this was shared nationwide. Uh, What's so exciting about that is um, it this was in the middle of COVID. I think we were all masked outside. Um, And just a great way to highlight um, really the pride that Parks and Rec takes in the cut. I mean, I've learned so much because... I think, oh, you just mow your lawn, it's fine. I mean, no one cares about what my lawn looks like, just that it's cut, right? But you look at the waterfront, which is really this, you know, kind of gem in Burlington. We have so many events down there, and Parks and Rec is really committed to having it look great. All these things that I didn't, you just take for granted. And so they wanted to make sure that the electric mower they had would give 
the right cut that they could cut on an angle that could, could cut um, wet grass because sometimes you can't wait until it's dry. And they demoed the, um, I think it was a mean green they had, and it, and it was great. Um, so it just really showed that the quality of these electric mowers over the years has increased. And again, this gateway into start with this technology. Then when you're riding in your truck, Parks and Rec also needs the chainsaws. And so who wants to travel with a petroleum gas of, uh, can of gasoline in their, in their cab? This is an easy way for them to carry an electric chainsaw and go down and, and deal with some of the trees. So the commercial side, that's, that's one example. Also, the University of Vermont, um, a UVM business student, worked with, uh, worked with Clean Cities on the first uh, pilot for a commercial electric mower. Uh, it took some time to get this launched. Um, the proposal was in January of 2020. We all know what happened in March. Um, so the funding was approved. We got the BED rebate, which was for the commercial um, zero-turn mower, was $3,500. But then supply chain, we did not get that mower until July of 2021. Um, so that showed great promise. Um, if you look about... a. Um, about uh, one and a half gallons of gas per hour that are used with a commercial mower. Um, you're looking at, um, for, for this mower, for this demo, because it didn't run the whole season, it was 150 hours. Um, that's 225 gallons of gasoline that were used over that time, that, was, that were saved um, by the electric mower. And with gas prices continuing to creep up, that's a huge savings. Yes, let's talk about operation and maintenance costs, but I just want to be clear. So Parks and Recreation, the Department of Parks, Recreation, Waterfront, and Cemeteries, mm -hmm. um, they do have an electric lawnmower then that they're using commercially, mostly yes. downtown. Okay, mm -hmm. that's great. And then yeah. UVM, just to be clear, UVM does have a commercial. They started with a pilot, but now they're fully on board, and they've purchased an, a commercial mower. Right. They uh, UVM now has three commercial electric mowers, um, two that are kind of running fairly regularly, um, and the other one is on smaller projects. And as a result of the success of um, the, the mower pilot from 2020 and 2021, UVM applied for another internal grant to get 15 pieces of um, smaller electric lawn equipment, shore tools. So the, so the like residential size push mowers for uh, you know parking lots or smaller areas, uh, weed whackers, leaf blowers, uh, and they'll be using the BED uh, rebates for the purchase of those as well. And the thing about the, the leaf blowers is Burlington has an ordinance, a noise ordinance now for the leaf blowers. And so you can't use um, uh, a leaf blower over a certain decibel or, or a gas-powered leaf blower between Labor Day and Memorial Day. And so this is a great opportunity for UVM to be able to use those um, electric mowers, which have far less um, pollution than, of course, an electric mower. And what was happening is that um, the grounds department at the university was getting complaints regularly about the mowing and the leaf blowing because it was loud and it was polluting. So now that they have a couple of these electric, um, heavy-duty electric mowers, they're able to mow 
where it's just quieter. It still makes noise. It's not silent, um, but they are quieter. And the leaf blowing uh, around the campus buildings and the residential halls can happen in you know these summer months without disturbing and uh, you know the indoor air quality. There, it, it could get sucked in. It was getting sucked in in some of the intake valves in some of the uh, academic buildings. Yeah, so health, once again, we sort of time yeah. net zero energy to health. So Peggy, we know when we talk about electric vehicles, we talk about less operation and maintenance costs. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about the fact that with an electric vehicle, you're talking tires and washer fluid. But right. over the lifetime of that car, that EV, it's much less expensive to own and drive than a conventional car, an mm-hmm. internal combustion engine vehicle. What about commercial lawn equipment? Are we seeing folks save money over time and, yes, they and will a payback that's reasonable? Yes, they will save mo- money over time. Um, I mean, certainly with the with residential ones, just on the cost of gasoline. Um, and same thing with the bigger commercial ones. There's a higher upfront cost because you need a larger battery. So that's where most of the cost comes from with the, uh, the big mowers. But um, they're, they're fewer moving parts. There are fewer lubricants that are needed, um, and gas savings maintenance is um, more kind of more techy. Where it's really like, okay, what sort of like connect your iPad to here, and we can upload um, the kind of latest um, firmware or um, or whatever updates occur are more electronic than actually like tinkering around with a wrench. I remember in the early days. I.e., five years ago, <laughs> that some of the commercial folks were um, there was a lot of pushback. You know, there was a concern that oh, we'd have to switch out the batteries a lot. We had small windows to mow. We didn't have the time to be switching out batteries to wait for batteries to charge. The blades might not work as well or be as you know the the rotation might not be as powerful. Can for folks that are still. Um, dubious about the technology. Can you talk about how it's changed or how things have evolved to address those concerns? Right. Well, um, those are all good points. And I think the early adopters felt like, oh, it's better, but not great. Um, and and this is why these pilots are, are great examples of what's the feedback loop? What do the manufacturers need to hear from commercial users? Um, so the the blades are more similar. Um, you can still sharpen them. Um, the battery packs are bigger, and you can change out the batteries. So uh, most of the commercial mowers will run for seven hours. Seven hours sitting on a mower is a long time. Um, without a break, right? So having the change-out batteries um, to run for, say, an extra hour, and I know there are times when, um, certainly if we have a particularly rainy season and the sun is shining, folks need to get out there to mow, and they may go beyond those seven hours. So having those change-out batteries, which have greater capacity, um, and the blades are stronger, the seats are more comfortable. I'm talking about the kind of zero-turn sit-on mowers um, that you'll see the commercial contractors use, some of whom are um, based in Burlington, um, as well as facilities at UVM and here at Shrek Waterfront and cemeteries. Yeah, okay, thank you. So Peggy, essentially you're a resource. So any of the people that are in the commercial space that have to mow lawns, are you the go-to person for advice and feedback on on mowing electric? 
Yes, but I would also, um, you know, I, I also refer folks to the moelectric.org website. Um, I can give more technical information, and because I am um, fuel agnostic and brand neutral, I bring several vendors to demonstration events. And I, I like to see myself as more, um, you know, because I'm a coalition, I, I try to be a matchmaker. Um, and I try to meet folks, uh, municipalities and businesses where they are. Uh, we want everyone to move to reducing petroleum. And here in Vermont, it's, that seems to be moving towards electric. Um, but the mowers and idle reduction technologies are the ones that we can start that are non-threatening and can help start moving the needle today on reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, thanks for that, Peggy. And then if there are residential people listening, people with homes that need their lawns mm -hmm. mowed, and they're on the fence, any last words you'd want to say to that homeowner that's, you know, eh, I think I'm about ready, but I don't know. Mow electric, take advantage of uh, the Burlington electric rebate. Um, go to the Clean Cities website or check out Mo Electric, where you'll you can see um, uh, comments from other users, and 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 try it. We have we have demos. I don't know have any demos in Burlington on the books yet, um, but if there's an electric vehicle event, usually I try to get electric mowers in there. Come try it. And you will see the cut quality and the sound, and you will you would realize the savings on your um, you know your fuel bill. So maybe to wrap it up, Peggy, is there anything we didn't talk about today that you would want people to know about regarding electric lawn equipment, commercial or residential? I mean, really, I think I think go for it. Like you know, the health benefits, the emissions, um, the sound. Uh, you know, I will say just even the the example of the UVM pilot, they did save $731 on fuel for that short period of time and 225 gallons of gasoline. The noise pollution um, can be reduced from 100 decibels to 85 decibels, and you are stopping the release of, you know, over 1,000 pounds of carbon dioxide. A thousand so, pounds, like over the life of a mower, or over a really short, if you, a, a commercial mower. Uh huh. Yeah. Over the life of a commercial mower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thousands of pounds of CO two reduced. So it's it's an easy uh, entree into electric technology. The incentives are great. We have them available downtown in our local hardware stores here in Burlington, so you don't need to go far. And um, like I said, it's a great way to try the technology and really feel like you're doing. Your your part. Great. Well, thank you so much, Peggy. We really appreciate your knowledge and expertise. You're welcome, and thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802 865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy. Mm -hmm.